All right, all right. Hey, hey, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Water Bear podcast. I'm very, very excited about tonight's show. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping rules before we get started here. Uh, again, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to leave your comments on the show as it uh, airs and as we get a chance to talk here tonight. Also, make sure you subscribe so that you can enjoy future content if you haven't already done so. Uh, you can catch the drip, uh, basically catch the new episodes every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And lastly, you can follow me on IG, Instagram, or TikTok at the accounts uh, that are scrolling below. So, Let's get to it. So tonight's episode is all about not only Aquarius, but the Aquarius male, which is basically the backbone of the show, why it started, uh, because I had heard through relationships and seen online, a lot of people were saying that Aquarius men tend to be emotionally unavailable, a little empathetic, maybe kind of cold, quirky. So we're we're talking about some of those things tonight and whether they are true or false. So my special guest is Grammy-nominated trombonist, uh, jazz trombonist. Uh, he also plays the piano uh, and he does vocals, uh, Hank Bilal. So really, really excited to have him on tonight's show. Uh, he does so many things and has so many accolades. So I'm sure I might be missing a couple of things, but I'm going to try to hit the highlights and let him speak to it as he comes on. Uh, but he it has also uh, been on the stage with Aretha Franklin, Gerald Albright, Shaka Khan, the Clark sisters. Uh, he's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So we are frat brothers. And he's also a member of Kappa Kappa Psi as well. Uh, he has four albums and his most recent album is called Beneath the Covers. And if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, you can get a chance to check him out tonight. I'm sorry, tomorrow night, not tonight, uh, for the uh, night at Jazz and R&B, where he'll be performing tomorrow night. So without any further ado, I will go ahead and bring Hank on. Hey, hey, what's up, Hank? How's it, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm pretty good, man. No complaints at all. Oh, nice, nice. I'm glad to hear that. That's so glad to have you on. Is there anything that I missed in the intro before we get started or anything that you want to let people know about you before we get started? Oh, um, man, that's um that's pretty much it right there. You hit it you hit it on the nail, man. So, that's pretty much it. And I see my information down there in the bottom of the screen. So, yeah, so you you did everything right. Okay. Okay. All right. I want to make sure I had it right. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Well, that's what's up. Well, I'm I'm really excited. I've been loving your music. I've been thank you jamming it. Oh, of course, you're welcome. I've been jamming it, you know, this week and last week, and pretty much ever since I reached out to you uh to do the show. So I really appreciate you taking time out to join me today. And um, before we get started, uh, I always do a famous Aquarius. Um, and so one famous Aquarius uh that I'm sure. Pretty much everybody, if you're watching, you know who this person is, uh, Oprah Winfrey. She is an Aquarius, so in case y'all didn't know. And so, Hank, I want to ask you, too, when is your birthday? January the 31st. 
Ah, okay. I, I, I want to say me and Justin Timberlake got the same birthday, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, because he's an Aquarius too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And I think you have the same birthday, if I'm not mistaken. So episode two that I did, uh, there was a couple, uh, a friend that I used to work with, her and her husband came on. They're both Aquarius too. And I want to say his birthday is January 31st as well. And then I have another close female friend who's January 31st. That's awesome. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll uh, kind of jump into some of these myths and, and I'll let you say if you think it's true or false about some of the things about Aquarius. Uh, so one thing, since you are January Aquarius, I want to ask you is, do you think there is a difference between January and February Aquarians? Yeah, they are. <laughs> really? February, February, that's a little more extreme. You said, oh, you said, look, I, you know what? I've heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so when you say more extreme, like in, in what way would you say? Well, uh, pretty much a January uh, Aquarius magnified like a hundred times. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe not a hundred but, 50, but a lot 50 at least <laughs> <laughs> at least 50 okay okay so you think the january aquarians are more a little more chill kind of yeah, more we, laid we, back. We, we're a little more laid back you know you know of course you know we're aquarius by the end of the day so yeah you, you just never know you know uh, and also you know maybe a little more a little unpredictable too so you know but you know just 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 i guess you just got to be you got to keep an open mind, you know, for, okay. <laughs> for January Aquarius. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I got to ask you, because I know I've been hit with this before, in relationships or friendships or any kind of relationship, has anyone ever told you that you don't communicate as an Aquarius or maybe you are reserved emotionally as an Aquarius? You know what? Actually, yeah, I've been told that uh, plenty of times. Really? And I, and uh, yeah, I've been told that I, I don't uh, open up as much um, or whatnot. And you know, I, I'm I'm learning to be a little more open. You know, a little more, a little. And I was told I was just I have a dismissive personality at times. <laughs> <laughs> now, why why do you think that is, or, or do you think that's just your nature, or do you think it has anything to do with being an Aquarius? Or well, I don't know, man. It, well. It, it's not on purpose, but you know, uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's just how you are, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I guess, um, I guess for me, I'm just, I guess, I'm always just focused, you know, and uh, and I, and I, and it, it's not, it's not intentional, and uh, and you know, I, I never mean no harm, you know, if I am no dismissive to anybody, but you know, that, that's what I was told one time. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Now, and you bring up a good point too. You said that your focus. And I know you're involved in so many different things. Yeah. So I would imagine that anybody that's in your life and that be it romantic relationship, friendship, whatever. Um, I don't want to say they have to get in where they can fit in. I don't want to sound that cold, but the, you, hey, you have to. Now, OK, now it's funny you say that because I feel especially when I was married. Um, that was one of the hardest things for me uh, was trying to balance like my dreams, aspirations and things that I want to do um, and then balance 
at that time being a husband. And I think a lot of times, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but people that are around Aquarians, they may think it's tunnel vision, but what people don't get is we're doing everything that Aquarius does to me is very calculated. And I think especially the male Aquarius, yeah. um, because the stereotype is for, you know, males to be the provider and all that. So in my head, I was thinking, OK, well, if I do this and if this really pops off, it's going to help the household or help, you know, and maybe not even always financially. Um, but it's the end result is it's not just going to benefit me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is it, would you say you feel similar yeah, to I, that? I, I, I definitely feel similar to that. You, you hit it. Really? Okay. Okay. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to ask you if you could give your top two that you think uh, traits of an Aquarius male that people just love, what would they be? And then also give me two that people hate. Um, I say driven is one of them. And, uh, okay. and, uh, and I, I can also say we can be, we can be good friends too. Um, mm -hmm. when, when nobody else is a friend and, uh, as far, as far as good traits and as far as bad traits, um, petty. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, can be a little petty at times. I, I I agree. Okay. Yeah, I I I say petty, you know, dismissive or you know, just you know, just not caring about nothing but what we gotta do <laughs> in the making okay. that, you know, in that moment. Okay, so you said those two, the pettiness and then uh kind of I guess you could say self-centeredness in a way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what what and I've heard the petty one uh a few times from different people. So in your mind, what does it take for somebody to make you go there in a, a petty way? Because it, it doesn't, I mean, I don't this is our first time talking, but I just mm -hmm. don't see you being that way. But at the same time, I know being an Aquarius like me. I have my moments where I can be petty too, so I get it. I, 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 I guess, I, I guess, I guess, being frustrated, you know, you okay. know, is you know, if, if it being frustrated, it's not going the way that you want it to go, and you know, you, you know, uh, just, you know, just me being and me being in the music, you know, business too. Um, oh, you okay. know, and you know, if, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if somebody, if somebody didn't study the music, you know, or mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> it's hard not to be petty. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and in that, you know, in that regard, I would I would think um that's just kind of, you know, it's a difference, I think, sometimes in being petty and you being, you know, really on top of your business. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes if you are on top of your business, then you're not liked. You know, people might not like you or they might say, Oh, well, he's mean or he's this or he's that. But if yeah. you, you know. If you but don't you know, handle it, it's it, it, it's and it's a part of being focused, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, just because you know, you got to think about some of the greats, you know, people like Michael Jordan, yeah, you know, um, yeah. who's an Aquarius, you know, uh, some mm -hmm. right, and, 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 a few, and a few, a few different heavy hitters, uh, yeah. you know, out there are, are Aquarius, you know, and they have that focus, they have that drive, you know, they have that mentality that nothing is going to stop them or nothing is going to, you know, uh, stunt their growth, you know, and development. Right. Right. And and being that you are so driven like that, do you find yourself where 
maybe people feed off of your energy or maybe they come to you a lot for guidance on pursuing their dreams or yeah, just yeah, being yeah. streamlined and focused? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I don't have answers all the time, but I try my best to provide with uh, as many answers, answers as I can. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, um, I don't know. So, I, I well, I'm sure you saw it because I saw that you had uh, shared it too. So, I was going through TikTok and just online and stuff uh, yesterday, and I was looking for different things that people say about Aquarius. And this one lady made a comment. They all, all of them were pretty funny for the most part. But this one lady made a comment, and when I first listening to it i was like man i kind of feel a little offended by this but after i really took in what she said i was like oh it's kind of true and so she said that she feels like aquarius men are like cats and so i was immediately like eh, i don't know because i don't really care for cats too much and she but the way she explained it she said cats maybe kind of play this aloof game or play games like maybe they don't want to be bothered and basically when you act like i don't want to deal with you then that's when the cat comes around it's like hey let's do this let's hang out let's cuddle whatever <laughs> <laughs> and, and i thought about it and i was like yeah that's that's kind of true because i know um like especially for relationships with me uh i rarely will go for the woman that's like chasing me down yeah and it's kind of, and a part of that i think too could be dealing with um just stereotypical male role you know the male yeah. is supposed to be the hunter or whatnot but um it's it's a, it's a fine balance and i feel like i want to know you care but at the same time i don't want to feel like i'm being smothered i, I understand because um out of all people we need our space man <laughs> yeah yeah that's true we need us that was one of the things i saw too when i was looking through there it was saying how aquarius men um if you don't allow them their freedom and their space uh the lady she said and she said she had dated an aquarius guy um they were like college sweethearts so i guess they've broken up now but she said if you're not willing to give an Aquarius man his space and let him be free or have some level of freedom to a degree, yeah. then it's not going to work. You're right. Because we we'll, we will appreciate them even more, you know? Yeah. Uh, once we, yeah, know, yeah. Once, once we get that space, you know, physically, mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and I always say one of my things is um, you get more when you don't ask for it. And that's, yeah. that's my motto with, yeah. with, everything relationship even sometimes on a job yeah. um you know somebody's always in your face like you know give me this do that do that do this then it kind of makes me pull back and and i don't know yeah. if you like this but i know for me that's when that petty side might kind of come out because i'm like okay well i'm i'm not gonna do it just because you keep asking me yeah <laughs> <laughs> man, man that's what's up okay Okay, and so this is another question that I ask everybody. So I'm curious to see what your answer is. And if you don't have one, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. um, is there a zodiac sign that you would say when you see or you find out this person is that sign that you kind of run from? Oh no! Um, and why? 
Might be, might be Virgo. <laughs> oh, because they, they lie too much. <laughs> oh, okay. So you don't know no, the, the August ones are a little more laid back, but the September ones, they they just. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, I I'm cool with some of them though. But uh-huh. you know, but I have experience with you know the September Virgos. There, they could be a handful. You know, o- overall, and and our personalities yeah. might class. There's a chance. That's funny. Okay, yeah. so the reason why that's so funny to me. So earlier in the season. I did a poll, um, and it's funny because if I were to do this poll now, it would have probably ended up a little bit differently um, as far as um, who the top two signs were. But I did a poll on the signs that people don't like to date um, or the ones that people stray away from. So Gemini was number one and Aquarius was number two. And it was so funny because after I finished that episode, um, the episode that I had with the Gemini, he said almost the exact same thing as what you just said about Virgos. And I was kind of shocked that he said that. And um, on another episode too, somebody said something along the same (laughs) lines about Virgos. That's that's one sign I feel like I know very well because both of my parents are Virgos. They're both September Virgos. and I do agree that there's a difference with them too. Like the August ones, I feel like they are a lot more laid back, maybe not as detail oriented. Not like my mm-hmm. mom, man, she is like, okay, it's got to be this way, this way. Yeah. Now my dad, not so much. Um, and it could be maybe because more of the male traits, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, my mom is like very like, okay, it has to be done this way and this way. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. And so I I like what you said too, um, because I assume that based off of your experience, you said that based off of several Virgo experiences. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I think sometimes the mistake a lot of people make is when you make judgments and, and this show is, is really at the end of the day is, is for everybody to get to know themselves better and, know how to deal with people better uh once you know the traits of their sign but it's not like uh you know one sign is better or anything like that but um i think the mistake people make and i've even done it before is you have one horrible experience with somebody of a different sign and then now the whole sign is just trash just based (laughs) off (laughs) off that one experience but you know, on the flip side, you know, if you have multiple experiences and it all kind of end up the same way, then at, at that point, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. I'm kind of like, eh, okay, with this, this sign, I might need to, you know, stay away from a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can I can totally see that. Okay, um, and so on the on the flip side, is there a sign that you would say? you click very well with um even if it's aquarius because i know some people say uh their own sign is one that they click the best yeah you know i I said the same thing um uh you know even though you know we you know aquarius in class though but when when aquarius you know when they don't when they don't want a court they don't want a court yeah yeah that is true yeah it's it's a it's a level of understanding there that i feel like 
doesn't need to be explained when the both Aquarius people are kind of like on the same wavelength. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dope. Dope. Well, yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to shift gears just a little bit here. So I want to definitely make sure we talk about your music. <laughs> and so I, I just want people to know, because I'm all about giving people their flowers and everything. So you correct me if I'm wrong, but I was doing some research before the show. And so not only are you a Grammy nominated musician, um, you've been to the Grammys at least twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I played, I played on the Grammys with Aretha Franklin. Okay. That's in, a, 2000, yeah. in 2008. And I actually, I, I went this year, of course, uh, because right. I had a, a nomination when I actually had a nomination with one of our frat brothers, Gerald Albright. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, and and him as well. Yeah, uh huh. Frat, but yeah. So, so what was well? I guess kind of if you can, maybe break down both of those experiences for me. Like, what was that experience like performing with Aretha Franklin, and then you know, fast forward years later this year, uh, receiving your own Grammy nomination. Oh man, it was uh, it was definitely a great experience. Uh, I was still in high school at the time, actually. Uh, um, I was what? a junior. Wow. Yeah, I just turned just turned seventeen um, at the time, and uh, I turned seventeen wow. maybe ten days before that because you know Grammy season is during Aquarius season, actually. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, so, uh -huh. um, so it was like around maybe the second Sunday of uh, February, um, and uh, you know people back home was proud of me and stuff. You know, my teachers were proud of me and, you know, my uh, my peers and stuff. Uh, it was great. And, just, you know, being a, being from South, not just South Carolina, but a mm -hmm. very rural town in South Carolina where we probably got maybe a few thousand people. Um, and just, you know, being is representing, you know, for, you know, my whole state on, you know, national TV, you know, at right. the age of 17. Uh, it, it, it was great. It was a great experience. Great, uh, great That's experience. Awesome. Great feeling. Um, and yeah, I, I'm glad, I, I'm glad to have had that opportunity. Right. Right. And so, so what were your nerves like? I mean, were you nervous? Were you, or was it more so excited or what was it all uh, kind of a blur? Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I, I was a little nervous, uh, you know, excited too, but, mm -hmm. uh, but I know I had to do what I had to do. And I, yeah. and I know that I knew a million people was watching me on TV. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I came too, I came too far to give up, you know? Right. Right. Man, that's dope. And that's, that's crazy because I love music. So I watch the Grammys uh, pretty yeah. much every year and I'm sure I watched you that year and, and, you know, of course didn't know it was you. Um, but yeah, I went back and I, I, replayed the performance and i was like oh yeah i've i after i watched it i remember seeing it live when it was performed so that's oh wow man, that's dope yeah that's that's really dope i remember being at home and and watching it and everything um and and what is so you know again like fast forward into you know your own nomination mm -hmm. now how did that feel and then what is the process like, because I've always wondered when it, when someone's nominated, is it just um, is there like a submission and then you just kind of yep. wait and um, then you? It's a, um, it's three rounds. Uh, oh, um, yeah, okay, yeah, it's, it's a submission, and uh, and uh, you you win the first round. Uh -huh. uh, after you win the first round, uh, uh, you get voted again, and if you win, if you uh win the second round, 
you get a nomination. And of course, the third round is going to be the actual award. Um, so last year, actually, wow. um, um, last year, I actually got a, I didn't get a Grammy nomination, la- the last Grammys. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the Grammys before last, I didn't get a nomination, but I won. I, um, I made it to the to the second round. I made it. I at least made it to the second round. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I at least made it that far. And actually, you have. Uh, yeah, you. So people vote three separate times. Three separate times. And the okay. first one was actually with Marcus Johnson, uh, one of our frat brothers. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, a, a song called yeah. "Desires," "Desires," which is on my uh, most recent album. Oh that yeah, I up, heard yeah. that song. I like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. It didn't get, it didn't make the uh, Grammy nominations, but it made the first round uh, of, of the nominations. And then next, the la- the next year, I got you know past that round, and I you know end up getting nomination. So it's um wow. in in it's in it's so many so many different categories um to be in. Uh, jazz alone has several different categories. Right. Um. So um. So yeah. And um. It, it's it's based on it's based on voting. Which I which lap this year I recently became a Grammy voter. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah, so I'm a Grammy nice. voter now, and I'm going to be going to my first Grammy event, uh, in uh in Atlanta because I, I belong to the Atlanta chapter because that's okay. you know, this what's closer to me, and I'll be going to my first uh um uh, uh, Grammy you know I guess uh gathering, and I get a chance to meet some you know some of the people that are voters and some of the people cool. who. Yeah, and it's it's different roles. So you got the Grammy voters, you have uh, pr- producers, and it's like it's so many different roles you can play as far as the, the academy as a whole. But uh, but I was lucky enough to be a voter, so I'm I'm glad for that. So um, you know, so I'm gonna definitely vote for my own stuff, of course. And yeah, you know, right. it, 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 it is a good feeling. It's a it's a it's a good it's an honor. It's definitely an honor being a yeah. part of that. Yeah, and to be so young and to say that you've you know, already been nominated for a Grammy and you've had so much interaction with the Grammys, you know, already. And then, you know, now on the committee for voting. And so when it, when the artists go through those three rounds that you mentioned, yeah, is it the same group of people voting each round or is yeah, it like yeah. a new group? It's, it's the same group of people uh, vote for each round. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow, man, that's, that's that's dope. That's really really you, dope. When I was reading your bio and stuff, I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's real cool." But you know, I I didn't tell a lot of people that I was a Grammy voter because they were gonna be trying to treat me nice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, P- people probably be coming out the woodworks now, like folks you ain't even talking to. Like, yeah, we ain't talked in years. I'm like, eh, it's a reason why. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, people trying to really be you know, extra nice because they know that you're a voter. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. So so we, so how did you get into music? And then, because I know you're a trombonist, but you're also yeah. a pianist and vocalist too, right? Yeah. So was did they all kind of come at once or was it one um, and then? You, one you, you, yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty much one after the other. I started okay. off on a choir, um, you know, and I grew up in in the church, you know, like most musicians get their start, um, and you know, it was the the apostolic church, so we was mm. in church, you know, okay. like three, four that three, four times a week, uh, so you know, you get no choice, you get no chance. That's a lot of church. Yeah, you, get no, <laughs> you get no choice but to, you know, after playing so much music, singing or whatever, you know, you get no choice but to 
really, you know, be into music. But of right. course, you know, uh, the thing about, you know, the growing up in the apostolic church, they're not as accepting to musicians playing secular as mm. other denominations would be. But, uh, but you know, they eventually got over it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I started, I started off singing, uh, then played my trombone, then, um, then I always wanted piano lessons, but I, I was never able to get piano lessons. So I just went to the piano one day to start playing, and um, I ended up playing the piano in church and stuff. And I played for Baptist churches, uh, Catholic churches, wow. um, contemporary churches. And, my, and my, I got uncles to play piano and uh, brass instruments as well. So, um, you know, music runs in my family. That's another that's hmm. another thing as well. So, did, so it sounds like if I'm hearing correctly, you learned how to play piano by ear. Yep, I, I learned how to play by ear. Um, wow. Yep, I learned how to play by ear. I knew about chords already, you know, being a trombonist, right. mm -hmm. you know, being on a choir. And, uh, and then my dad, my dad used to travel with the choirs and quartet groups because he played drums. So, um, so okay. I've been around musicians a lot. Uh, and and my, my daddy's best friend was a piano player. And um, so, you know, I used to watch, I used to watch them. I used to watch other people, you know, I, I used to want to be around music all the time. Then eventually I majored in it. And I, right. I and as I went to Benedict College in Columbia, I met I met so many great musicians that uh that kind of inspired me and helped mold me to become, you know, who I am right now. Right. Right. Wow, that's awesome. I uh, I used to um I was in a band too in middle school and, and high school, and I played quads and like snare basically everything percussion but i never mastered playing a set i don't know if it was the coordination or what yeah. but everything else i could just you know play but um it's funny because i would always be real cool with the trombone players in the band because i always said if i wasn't percussionist i would mm -hmm. want to play trombone because trombone is just so i don't know it's just something about it it's just so cool and it makes me think about like i don't know like good food and like marching bands and you yeah. know i feel like that's one of the essential instruments um definitely is. of a band mm -hmm. and you know what uh, uh james baldwin said himself um he said the trombone is closer to the human voice than any other instrument and, and that, that's what inspired the poem god's trombones oh really Wow, yeah. I never knew that. Okay, because I've read that poem before, but I didn't know that that's what inspired it. Wow. Mm -hmm. But and and I would have to agree with him because I'm trying to think of the other instruments, and yeah, that that one is closest to yep. to a human voice. Yeah, it's especially the male voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Man, okay, okay, and so um, with each of your albums, because I know you have you have four albums, so when you sit and i'm always interested in the creative process and things like that when an artist starts a new album so is it just kind of like you have an idea for a couple of songs and then it turns into an album or is it different each time or how does that process work um, for you well well uh i first got into uh doing an album because um i used to do i used to do shows and uh and uh you know and then people used to say man where your CDs at, man? Where your CDs at? Mm, I said, mm -hmm. man, I don't got no CDs. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I so, am the CD. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, so, you know, and so I, I called I call one of my producer uh, friends one day. I say, man, I said, I want to do an album, man. 
and then uh and then you know we made it happen uh the first one uh you know what all I, all I knew at the time was gospel so i just you know put a few gospel covers on there and i did uh and i did uh i did two original songs um which you know which which turned out pretty good uh so yeah i i did uh, some gospel covers like you know thank you lord by you know by hawkins the hawkins oh yeah uh and you know i did a version of uh stan donna mcclurkin and i did a version of uh jesus's love uh for every mountain you know different different gospel songs and um and you know it took me it took me a few about maybe six months uh to to release the album and i released it and um oh, that's pretty quick yeah right. yeah and people uh people loved it uh and people loved it and 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 as i did more music over time like the production and voicing and different things you know got better and better so you can right. actually listen to my music and you can you can actually you know hear the growth over time and you know as far right. as you know production uh uh the mixing mastering and stuff um so yeah and i, I feel like i'm i feel like i'm still you know, i still got some more growth to do right. as far as you know uh putting out music and you know i i'm never i don't i'm never uh i guess you can say uh complacent and you know content mm-hmm. uh about you know about my current you know state of being a musician i always want to get better i always want to grow whether it's uh whether it's skill whether it's in skill whether it's in production or or whatever it may be i i want to get better and better and better and better so whatever album, whatever next album i put out i want it to be you know great and i wanted to and i want to you know work with even more phenomenal people you know as well right right and you have a you have a single that's coming out this month right yeah it's uh it's called oh, sunny days which okay. is a, uh which is uh a song on my most recent album it features uh um soprano sax player uh phil denny well phil denny mm-hmm. plays soprano like alto and tenor but he's playing soprano sax and this is my first time working with a with a soprano sax uh oh, on, a, okay. on a yeah on a few occasions i worked with a tenor sax work with an alto but it's my first time working with a soprano sax so i just wanted wanted a different sound and you know um i, I released a song years ago actually but really? i just did some di- yeah but i just did something different to it and i and um and it's my first time releasing it as a single it, it's actually on the black aquarius but uh yeah. i just uh-huh. i just added phil denny as a um as an artist and um you know just have a different sound on it uh you know kind of give it you know that 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 smooth jazz sound right right okay okay and so and would you say um now this is one of the traits that i always hear about aquarius is that we are one of the most creative signs um so do you think that you being an aquarius does that play a part would you say in your music or maybe the music process or the creative process of coming up with ideas and concepts yeah, I, I I definitely I definitely think it does. Um, cause you know some of the greatest you know uh, some of the greatest Aquariuses of all times you know are, are you know some of the most creative mm-hmm. uh, people, whether it be musicians, uh, athletes, uh, um, you know TV stars, uh, movie stars, or whatever. Um, like it's a lot of creativity in, in the Aquarius world. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I totally totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I just 
man, it just, how do you, I just wonder, like, how do you have the time management for all of these things? Because, you know, I know stuff, man, with, you, it's you, always you, stuff to do in the frat. Uh, that you're right. Yeah, you're right. Let alone man, your job and, and every other. So how do you balance everything? And then how do you have time for yourself to recharge too? Man, I just go. <laughs> I, I just go. <laughs> Don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think about it later on. But you know what, man? <laughs> I, always, I always do a Saturday gig uh, somewhere somewhere like, you know, I live not too far away from like Charleston or in, a, in Charlotte. So those are okay. my networks. I, or Sometimes I may do something in Atlanta. But uh, but I always do something on a Saturday. Uh, I'm on a wedding band circuit, so I do okay. a lot of those uh, party band gigs or with the you know horn sections and stuff. And I may do some stuff on my own. But man, uh, man, sometimes man, I get as little as two, three hours of sleep on a Saturday, and then do my mm-hmm. nine do my nine o'clock service on on uh, Sunday. Then do my eleven thirty service, and sometimes I have an afternoon service, oh. or or I may have a nighttime gig on Sundays. So yeah, uh, it's it's a lot that be going on, and uh, I, I just do it, and I just do it, and complain later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of saying. I mean, I don't. My schedule isn't quite like that, but um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm the same way too. I uh, I'm trying to get more intentional about taking breaks here recently because yeah. kind of the pattern that happens with me is like like you said, same way, just going, going, going. And then something will happen. I'll get sick or something. And then basically my body's like, nah, we're going to risk. And, so, <laughs> yeah. and then that kind of forces me to um, kind of regroup a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you got no choice uh, when you, when your body tells you. You know, sometimes you got got no choice. But I, I don't listen all the time, you know. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I just push through it. <laughs> sometimes, I just, I, sometimes I drink that energy drink and I just keep it moving. <laughs> You sleep later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. And that's man. And you mentioned. Um, I know you. You're from South Carolina, and um, mentioned like uh, Charlotte and North Carolina and places like that. Man, I um, I always said. Now I haven't been to every state in the country, mm-hmm. but I always said that if I didn't live in Texas, I think I would want to live in North Carolina. I was there for about three or four months off and on. This was Mm -hmm. over 10 years ago, kind of doing a training for my job. And so we were training people and pretty much like living out there. We'd go back home on the weekend sometimes. Some weekends we'd stay and drive into uh, Myrtle Beach or Charlotte or Raleigh, you know, wherever. But man, South Carolina and North Carolina, some of the best food, man. You, you ain't lying, Ooh. man. Um, you know, uh, South Carolina, um, South Carolina is known for a few things, man. Um, you know, the, the low country cuisines, you know, mm-hmm. like the shrimp and gr- shrimp and grits. Yeah, uh, you got mm-hmm. so many different crab dishes, man. Uh, they, they say they say Maryland is where the crabs at, South Carolina is where the crabs at is, are, as well, you know. So, um, you know, you have so many different seafood. You know, uh, cuisines yeah. that you know you have. You know, cause we got a, we got a coast. We got a coast from Myrtle Beach going down right. to Charleston, Hilton Head, and stuff. Um, tourist attractions, of course. Um, you know where people go to and just to eat, just to get the food. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I loved it, and I'm, I'm not much of a um, barbecue person. 
but it was and i can't remember the name of the place but it was this oh place yeah that's another thing too yeah. yeah we got we got our own signature barbecue yeah uh here in south carolina mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a different taste i mean in a good way it's it's like it's bomb i mean uh, it's, I'm, it's a mustard based kind of uh barbecue down here. yeah yeah uh-huh yeah it does have yeah because the one i had kind of had like a mustard uh base to it but yeah it was yeah y'all have some good food i came back i was like 10 pounds heavier than when i was in texas i was eating good <laughs> but yeah but yeah um and so we're we're uh about to get into this uh game the dead in the water game i was telling you about but before we get into that just want to also just open it up and see if there's any other projects or anything that you you know want to let us know about anything that you're working on or even any advice on how to deal with aquarius men <laughs> well um well it's as far as you know things have coming up uh you know of course you know we mentioned charlotte a little earlier um, right. um it, it's a place called sophie's steakhouse which which by the way has some good food as well okay um yeah and and i'll be doing something in lansing michigan uh in a few weeks well oh probably nice. pretty much exactly a month from now i'll be doing something in lansing which is a uh, festival uh so far uh about 400 uh people have brought tickets so far for it oh wow. it's uh it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good event uh some people like some of the best and smooth jazz are gonna be there like gino rosario uh phil denny and um uh, uh adam oh, howley you know just to name a few so okay. that's that's one thing i'm looking forward to uh sharing the stage with some with some uh heavy hitters because uh, uh around you know a couple years ago the pandemic happened so it kind of it kind of stopped me from doing a lot of things as far as you know sharing the stage with people and mm. and uh and you know going to certain places and i feel like at this point things are more so opening up even more Right. Uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm getting more opportunities to do the things I, I didn't get to do uh, right before the, pa you know, right when the pandemic happened. So so I'm just kind of glad that we're kind of in a new we're kind of in a new era where I get to, you know, uh, do more traveling and, you know, expose myself more, you know, in the music industry. Right. But um, but yeah, um, you know, as far as that, you know, also, you know, make sure to listen to all my music. I have uh, yes. I've, I even have a Christmas album out. Uh, which came out in late uh, later on in 2020. It's called a Bonafide Christmas. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. if somebody want to have Christmas in July, you know, you know, that's my Christmas album right there. And you know, hey. along with <laughs> along with you know the cover the cover music I did, the original music I did, the gospel stuff uh, stuff I did as well. And um, you know, that's pretty much it. Hey, that's dope. It's funny you mentioned Christmas in July too because. Um, I, as far, I saw that you have a Christmas album and I was meaning to check that one out too. And I was checking out the other ones before that. Uh, the episode that I did last week uh, was uh, two Aquarians and a Gemini. And one of the Aquarians, she's actually hosting an event called Christmas in July that she does every year. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I definitely will be putting her on to your music too. Cause she might, I know she usually has like different, music or like kind of playlists and stuff going as people are coming in so i'll definitely uh you know pass pass the music along to her too 
I love Christmas music, man. I, ain't gonna man, I, I do too. And yeah, certain <laughs> songs I'll listen to it even if it's not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. And okay, okay. So all right, so we will uh, get ready to get into this game. So if you're just watching the show for the first time, uh, this game is called Dead in the Water, and basically the way it works is it's a this or that game. Um, I'll ask five questions, uh, this or that themed, and basically, the one that you would throw away. Um, and I've had some people say they can't throw away either one, so that's fine too. Like, if you just want to keep both of them, that's cool, <laughs> but um, here we go. All right, so here is the first one. So mustard greens or collard greens? If you had to pick, which one would you get rid of? My def, uh, I definitely get rid of mustard greens. Really? Yeah, man, I, I can live without mustard greens. Really? I, I, <laughs> now I like them both. Now I like the mustard and the collards mm -hmm. mixed. Um, I don't. I, I feel like their names should be switched because to me, collard greens taste like the name should be mustard greens because they're kind of more tart. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. <laughs> but man, I, I made some, uh, I had a taste for some mustard greens like a couple weeks ago. And um, I guess I picked up the wrong bunch because the way they had them at the market is like the mustards and then the collards are like right there next to it. I kept cooking them, cooking. I'm like, they're not getting tender. Like, and then finally it hit me. I said, dang, I picked up collard greens and not mustard greens. They but you know what, man? Though. Either way, they're good with some, uh, either way, both of them good with some vinegar or, or, or some hot sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. So, I, yeah, I'll, I'll eat both, too. <laughs> Same here. All right. So, between jazz or blues, if you had to do without one, which one would you get rid of? Mm, well, since I'm a jazz artist, I, I can uh, I get I can live without the blues. Live without blues, okay. But I, I mean, but I, I definitely understand it's you know it's one of the foundations, you know, of, of music, you know, in general. But you know, I'm a jazz artist, so you know, I can live without it. You can live without that one, okay, yeah. okay. All right. So another uh, music question. So studio recording or live performance? Which one? Can you do without? Mm. Well, um, I heard many great live records. Um, mm -hmm. man, me too. But you know what? No, um, a lot of things. A lot of uh, this, this is one thing that a lot of people are not going to tell you that uh, that on some of those live recordings, they mm -hmm. went back in the studio and overdubbed some things. <laughs> so you know, yeah. sometimes it's hard to really tell. Uh -huh. If you know, you know, if the studio, you know, record, if the live recording really was that perfect or not, but uh, but you know, but the essence of a live recording, like nothing beats that, you know, excitement, you know, hearing those people in the audience, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, you know, just clap their hands and you know, you know, and just scream and stuff, you know, right. just yeah. But you know, uh, you know, of course, you know, studio recordings, you know. You know, they're, they're a little more on the clean side and, you know, you get the real... I, I guess it depends on what kind of mood you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, you might you might want to hear that live, you know, recording. You might want to hear that. It's like, you know, Luther did the live version of uh, 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 Never Too Much. You know, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure did. yeah. So, you know, like, I say both. 
I said both. both? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You you bring up a really good point because um, I have a couple of friends who also are in the music business or like you know played for churches and things. Mm -hmm. And so the first live album that I really remember just playing like back to back to back was when Kirk Franklin. And to me, he's a great artist, but I feel like this one album is top for me uh was when he did that rebirth album uh the one with that, like that's the best one. hosanna and with yeah you, uh, and hosanna. ride a day yeah man <laughs> yep. that, that yeah, album yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I, the I love all those songs yeah you, yeah me too and then you just let it play and then the fact that he did it in houston and i'm actually from houston but i live in dallas now i was like oh this is you know really dope but my friend had to tell me <laughs> that he was like well he said um yeah this isn't all live it was to your point there were parts where you could tell where, where he could tell i guess because he had the ear for it where they had gone back into the studio and done the overdubs but i, I think it was real slick the way he did it because it, it does kind of have that studio sound but then it, it yeah. has a lot of the live sound too you know what man another thing is too when when uh some artists do uh when, when some artists do live shows, sometimes uh -huh. everything that's on stage, sometimes everything is not live. Sometimes the tracks are played and the band oh, plays the on back. top uh -huh. of the tracks, uh, which which we call them stems. Um, so uh -huh. you know that, that's that's another thing as far as uh live uh live you know live shows are concerned. So you like sometimes uh, when I do a show, uh, my music director. Uh, I might send my music director the tracks, and my music director will play the tracks. You hear, you hear the singing, but you ain't gonna see the singers, you know. But you hear the singing because we're all playing on top of the tracks, and you know, um, you know. But yeah, I went to a. You make me think of this. I, I went to a, a, a Jill Scott concert earlier, the, earlier this year, and uh, yeah. So she, she, uh, she had everything live. Everything was live. Yeah. She had no tracks running. She had a percussionist. Yeah. She had a, a, a horn, horn section. She had a background vocalist, and she said everything was a hundred and hundred percent live. But you can also you can tell it was live because some of the songs maybe was you know a tad faster uh -huh. uh, than like you know or whatever. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and and that and that's another thing. Um, it went um and that and that kind of when you do something live, you might not be aware of the tempo as much as you would be, uh, you know, when you run tracks, you know, and and you have that click track playing you know to keep everything uh -huh. on time but you in in the other ear you have you know the musicians are you listening to the all the extra you know things that's going on yeah yeah that's i, I think she that's a good example because i've seen jill scott in concert i think three times mm -hmm. um and yeah every time i've seen her it's just, just like what you said um everything is always live um but I, i've been to uh other concerts too where I like them just as much and yeah. I know they might not be singing especially if somebody's doing a whole lot of dancing yeah, then yeah, yeah. I, I might not expect them to yeah. um, be live totally you know that time but yeah that that's definitely true man okay alright so we got the last two questions here okay so this next one summer or winter which one can you do without hmm that's a good question. Um, 
Well, I'm, I'm in South Carolina, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might, I might could do without the summer because yes, we have, I have summer summers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the winter, the winter, you know, it gets cold. It gets cold here too. But at the same time, it, it'll be it'll be a, a pretty warm winter day actually uh, on some occasions. So, and then mm-hmm. you know, winter is the more fashionable uh, season too. And you know, it's just so much. So much that happens, you know, in the wintertime, you know, from Christmas season to mm-hmm. uh, New Year's yeah, and, you know, and, you know, yeah, yeah all the all the uh, festivities seem like happening. They're happening during the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I could totally do without summer. I mean, I, <laughs> I love the events and yeah. like the festivals and that, that kind of vibe and like being at the pool and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, the heat, uh, it was it was one oh four. In Dallas today. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, it's too too hot. <laughs> I can definitely do without that. All right, so this is the last one. Okay, so I'm really curious to see what you're going to say on this one. All right, so you had to pick between John Coltrane or Miles Davis. Who would you get rid of? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I might get rid of. I don't know. I might get rid of John Coltrane, maybe. Okay. And, and, and why and, is it? Uh, and I say because I say uh, Miles Davis. I, I, I say he's more so a musician. Um, that's in you know, that I guess more so a musician I can relate to. Because, okay. Because uh, because he's pretty much um, one of the pioneers of that smooth jazz, contemporary jazz sound, mm-hmm. which, you know, which people like me uh, to this day, you know, are doing or whatever. And, um, you know, versus John Coltrane, which is more of a traditional straight ahead jazz kind of uh, kind of side. So I, I more so can relate to a Miles Davis and, um, you know, you know, as, as far as, you know, you know, how cool he is and, and right. you know, what, what contributions and stuff, you know, he made. Okay, okay. Yeah, I if I had to pick two, I probably would say the same, only because um, I feel like I'm more familiar with Miles yeah. Davis's catalog. Yeah. Um, and man, I didn't know, and, and I, I'm sure this is common knowledge to a lot of people. Now I knew that um, he dated Cicely Tyson, but I didn't know that they were married until like right before she died, and I didn't know they were married for as long as they were married. Yeah, same um, here. Yeah, I was like, "What?" I, I, that, I just cannot see that the, the two of them as a couple. But I guess sometimes those make the best couples—the people that you don't think will go together. And and, and I say, um, you know, his 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 time span is is pretty much it's pretty interesting too because he was he was uh, uh active as a musician from the fifties mm-hmm. uh, up until uh ninety one when he passed away. Yeah. Yeah, not too many artists can say that that they've had that yeah. type of longevity. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Well, hey, well, that's the end of the game. And um, again, thank you so, so much, Hank, for, for joining me today. Uh, we had to set the record straight about these Aquarius men here. <laughs> it, it was coming at us with the heat. So <laughs> glad so had a chance to have you on. So again, y'all follow Hank. Um, now I just put your IG here, but if you want people to follow on other platforms. Um, it's all Hank Balau music. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I, I was mm-hmm. like, the ones I saw, 
I thought it was all Hank Loud music. So make sure y'all go out and follow Hank. Um, if for the people that are in North Carolina, is anyone able to go to the show tomorrow if they see this, or is it, or the tickets aren't on sale anymore? Or are the tickets are uh, the general admission tickets in uh, pretty much in um, like an hour into the event. Uh, oh, okay. The, okay. In the uh, in the reserve seating ends at twelve o'clock p.m. Okay. tomorrow. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check out you know Hank's music. If you're in North Carolina, go to the show. If I was there, I definitely would be coming out. Um, and go get his music and purchase it on the website. I'm a big uh, proponent of purchase. When I saw you had music for sale on your website. Um, I wanted to get it directly from there because, you know, I just like supporting the artists directly, like whenever I can. Um, but yeah, music is dope. I've been listening to it. Like I said, you know, these last couple of weeks, I've been jamming it every day. Um, and yeah, just, just really appreciate having you on. Man, thank you for asking me, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Definitely be keeping in touch and, and for those who are, maybe this is your first time watching the show, um, definitely tune in next Thursday um, to the podcast. Uh, next week, uh, we are talking to Leos. So uh, that'll be interesting to have a male Leo and a female Leo, which um, I don't know if you're familiar with your rising and your moon sign, Hank, but I not, have recently calculated much. that. Mm -hmm. And so both of mine are Leo. Um, so when I found that out, I was like, dang, well, I might be more Leo than Aquarius. I don't know, but, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be kind of diving into that next week. Um, so again, subscribe, you know, share the podcast with your friends. If you're listening and watching today and, um, definitely make sure you check out Hank's music and thanks so much for joining again, Hank. I really appreciate you. And my pleasure. All right, bro. Have a good one. You too, man. All right.